traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Okay, million things, very, very important. However, first, and it is important, it is important, it's weird, it indicates that they're not being straight about anything. The dog, another dog, problem dog. I think we have a problem with the dog owner, not the dog. We're talking about Joe Biden's uh, German Shepherd, the latest one. This is the third dog of Joe Biden that has now been documented biting Secret Service, biting visitors, biting everybody at the White House two dozen times. One dog. This dog is named Champ. Now, dog, how do I know Champ? Because Champ showed up after they had to get rid of Major. And Major showed up after they had to get rid of Freedom. Something is totally... uh, Look, Joe Biden doesn't like dogs. It's okay. He could have been straight with us. Not everybody likes dogs. Trump doesn't like dogs. My wife doesn't like dogs. (laughs) She really doesn't. It's a little bit disappointing, but not everybody likes dogs. What we do like is authenticity. And somebody told Joe, hey, it's going to look really good with you. Uh, You get a dog. So he goes, brings cameras with him to the dog pound in Delaware. And right in front of a, uh, a sign, it says, friends for life. We make friends for life. We give you a friend for life. They show Joe with, uh, I guess it was Champ. Yeah, Champ the dog. And uh, friends for life. No, friends until Champ got a little unruly. And then they gave Champ away and they got Major, a younger, nicer dog. And then Major had problems. And then Commander shows up. Also problems. The problem is obviously Joe Biden. He can't tell a straight story. You know, right after he became a... president he busted his leg he was walking around with a boot on anybody remember that it's fine it's 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 actually like a new form of a cast you don't see anybody with the cast but you see the boot and joe had a boot on and everybody was like well what's with the boot and joe had the most cockamamie uh, ridiculous over-the-top bs story if he'll lie about that, he'll lie about anything. I'm telling you, can we trust him on the big things if he'll lie about the small things? I don't think so. And you tell me. You Close your eyes and listen to Joe as he explains how he hurt his foot. It was the dog's fault, right, Joe? I wear the big boot most of the time, but when coming out here, it's just kind of clumsy. So they gave me this little thing to work. How How is your foot and what happened? What happened was... Uh, <laughs> I got out of the shower. I got a dog, and anybody who's been around my house knows, dropped a little pup, dropped a ball in front of me, and for me to grab the ball, and I'm walking through this little alleyway to get to the bedroom, and I grabbed the ball like this, and he ran, and I was joking, running after him to grab his tail, and what happened was that uh, he slid on a throw rug, and I tripped on the, on the rug he slid on. That's what happened. Oh, man. <laughs> not, not, not very exciting story. No, but let's turn to a, a, a much more. The story the is the most not a very exciting story. Think about that. Joe is naked in his house, gets out of the shower. The dog presents a ball to Joe. 
as he gets out of the shower, a dog that Joe says he's had for a long time. And in an, in his naked state, he grabs the ball, throws it, but the dog ro- runs to get the ball, and Joe runs after the dog and grabs the dog's tail. A four-year-old kid knows not to grab a dog's tail. You don't grab a dog's tail. What is... All right, and then they get into uh, somebody slips on the rug. The dog slips on the rug. Everybody slips on the rug. Everybody goes down, and Joe's foot is broken. Not a very interesting story. Uh, not the real story. I don't know what the hell happened. Did um, did Jill catch you up to no good? Is it possible that Jill? Uh, who knows? Who knows? But it's all right. It's documented. The new dog, the third dog. That was two dogs ago. The most recent dog bit twenty four people. Twenty four, and I. You know, it's not cute. It's not funny. I've been bitten by a dog before. And as an adult, it still bothers me. And everybody was laughing. It was on the Good Day show when they brought in some dog. I forgot why this dog was supposed to be special. And I love dogs, but I don't like this dog. This dog bit my hand hard. I still have a little twitch in my hand. I'm not kidding. A couple of times a month, my hand starts like throbbing in a weird way. I know it's because of that dog. And that dog... Never should have been on my uh, set. In fact, that dog never should have been around regular people. It was, uh, what was that thing again? Oh, yeah. I can't remember her name, but she was a Marine. And once a Marine, always a Marine. I'm a Marine, and I love my Marines. But I can tell my Marines when they screwed up. And this, uh, this Marine had a military working dog over in Iraq, and they got wounded. That's a terrible thing. But fortunately, everybody recuperated and uh, full up duty. She gets out of the Marine Corps and wants to take the dog with her. Well, she don't own that dog. All right. It's the Marine Corps dog. It's taxpayer money that trained that dog. And there's a reason why you don't want dogs hanging around regular people. Military working dogs should not be around civilians. And uh, but guess who she wrote? Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer, and that guy gets involved. And, oh, this is a great way for me to get some cheap publicity. And it was. And it was. And then he he has a press conference with the dog and the Marine, and then everybody's happy, except for Marines who know a little bit better. You know, just, and uh, the dog bit me. The dog lunged at A-Rod at a Yankee game. And then I think they made a movie out of the whole thing. All right. You got to admit, it's weird, right? It's a little bit weird. What else? Uh, where, where, where's that other thing that we wanted to talk about? Uh, oh, you saw I busted this thing wide open. The um, That poor Mr. Smirnoff. Mr. Smirnoff is innocent. They are trying to steal this election all over again. Now, Mr. Smirnoff, why am I calling him Mr.? Because I don't know his first name. Alexander. Alexander Smirnoff has been a classified um, a confidential human source for the FBI for about 10 years. And that's great. You need these classified human sources. And God forbid if you ask uh, anybody what the name is of a confidential human source. The FBI will lecture you for about 20 minutes about how this is, uh, you know, you can't talk about this because, well, it could jeopardize this, that, and the other thing. And you can't talk about confidential human sources. And Alexander Smirnoff was a confidential human source who had the goods on the Biden, it seems, at least he heard that the Bidens were getting millions of dollars in bribes. Well, in an effort to uh, undermine the whole possibility that Joe is corrupt, they arrested this guy and they said his story was fake. And how is it fake? How could it possibly be fake? I mean, it's very logical. Well, 
This man told us this information, and he said it happened in 2016, but it's impossible for it to have happened in 2016. Well, why is that? Because Joe Biden, uh, let's see here. Oh, it's impossible because he did not meet with the official who could have told him that information until 2017. So he said, the informant said he heard it in 2016, and they look at the travel logs, they look at his passport, they look at tickets, and they said, there's absolutely no way this guy could have met his source until 2017. 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, it all blends together. People don't think this way. And then they say, if it happened in 2017, it further undermines his story that Joe Biden accepted money. Why? Well, because Joe Biden was only an ex-vice president at that time and had no ability to influence American foreign policy or American policy, period. What in the hell? Have they ever heard of a lobbyist? Have they ever heard? Hey, how many how many living vice presidents do we have right now? How many living people who have been vice president are alive right now? Not too many. Uh, let me think here. We've got uh, um, Dan Quayle. Bush is dead. Uh, we got Al Gore. We got Dick Cheney. We've got uh, Joe Biden. And we have Mike Pence. That's it. It's a pretty exclusive club. If you wanted one of those guys to do favors for you, I think you can get a lot of things done. Forget vice president, current vice president, and ex-vice president, these guys, and they say, oh, no, 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 it can't be, it can't be, it can't be. The FBI, they tried to fix the 2016 election. I believe in some ways they did fix the 2020 election, and now they're doing it again. The nerve, the, the chutzpah, beyond chutzpah, the content they have for our, our democracy, our democracy, it's all on the line. Listen to this. Listen to this little. uh, How could it be that the FBI and DOJ lawyers would write a statement like this? This is in the indictment of Smirnoff. Smirnoff's efforts to spread misinformation about a candidate of one of the two major parties in the United States continues. The court should consider this conduct as well when evaluating his personal history and characteristics. What this shows is that the misinformation he is spreading is not confined to 2020. He is actively peddling new lies that could impact U.S. elections after meeting with Russian intelligence officials in November. In light of that fact, there is a serious risk that he will avoid accountability for his actions. Is this the DNC? Is this MSNBC? Here we go again with Russia, Russia, Russia. We laugh at them. We saw right through it the first time. There was an investigation that Love Tap, Durham, they got away with it, basically. Strzok, Peter Strzok, trying to fix the whole thing. Remember? Trump won't win, will he? Don't worry, baby. We're going to fix it. We won't let him win. Phew. Thank you. That guy is a has a book and a TV show and a pension. A book, a TV show, and a pension. Lisa Page is a, a partner in adultery. She had a... Um, uh, an appearance, um, uh, what do you call it, a, a consultancy with MSNBC. A book is in the works as well. They got away with it. 2020 rolls around. What do they do? They silence, they try to censor, they try to chase off the Internet. The laptop, for crying out loud, the laptop. The FBI, who do they think they are? They think they're better than us? 
it's um it really is something don't you agree isn't this uh hey i'm really glad that that woman in arizona is not sending back the alleged murderer to new york city where he will not be um competently prosecuted he will not be competently prosecuted right are we aren't we pretty sure about that there's a great woman out there who by the way nobody nobody seems to remember she was the only person in the country who cross who was skeptical openly and publicly skeptical and even i wasn't i wasn't on the air back then openly and publicly skeptical of christine blasey ford's phony story she was the prosecutor they brought in she cross-examined christine blasey ford christine blasey ford was the victim remember all that stuff she couldn't remember anything but she knows it was brett kavanaugh well she goes into her little record there and uh she writes i have a fear of flying i have anxiety i have this i have that I can't get on planes. And the first question was, um, how did you get here today from California? Did you take a train? Uh, no, I flew. Uh, well, how did that go with your fear of flying? Well, I had I had my uh, my companions with me holding my hand. Okay. I see you went to Tahiti last year. Did you take a boat? Well, no, I flew. You see, very jet, very subtle, but it was great. Hey, it's two years ago we inv- uh, with the, the the Ukraine invasion. Two years later, do you know anything more about that war? You know, Richard Nixon, that man, for all of his faults, was a leader. You know what he would do? He would give speeches, and there would be a big map of Vietnam and Cambodia and Laos, and he would take the American people through it. He would say, this is the problem. This is how we're addressing it. This is what we think is the road to peace. I went back. I'm going to show you a little bit. I'm going to play a little bit of it for you. It's amazing. You compare that, which was leadership, to Joe Biden just saying, my God, this man's a war criminal. That's not leadership, and it's not going to get us any closer to peace. Trump will. Be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, wait, we're landing on the moon today? There's a moon landing today? Okay, no people on it, but yeah, there's a moon landing today. The U.S. finally, not China, America. How about that? It's only been um, 52 years since we've been to the moon in any significant way. But let me know when uh, when we're sending people. This is it's a step in the right direction, but still. Actually, we were sending unmanned probes to the moon in like the in the 1950s, I think. Actually, early 1960s. Hey, this is really, really, really sad. Oh, it's kind of beautiful the way these poor children, innocence, wonderful kids. You heard about the police officer. This is going back three years who was killed on the Long, Long Island Expressway. A New York City cop investigating an accident, run over, hit and run, drunk driver, uh, a woman who had just uh, done a podcast where she's like, F the police and, uh, you know. Black Lives Matter this, systemic racism that. She's drinking vodka, and she hops in her car, 
and she runs down a cop. Horrible, horrible, horrible story. Well, she got sentenced to 20 years in jail. I think her name is Beauvais. But we heard from the widow. A Long Island woman who killed an NYPD cop in a drunken hit-and-run on Long Island was handed a 20-year prison sentence following a tearful, heart-wrenching plea for justice from the hero officer's widow. Irene Sakos said in the Queen's courtroom, packed with New York's finest, that the senseless 2021 death of her husband, Anastasio Sakos, by drunk driver Jessica Beauvais, had left her family damaged. As Jessica Beauvais was sobering up in a police station that morning, our world was collapsing, she sobbed. Because of a single person's despicable actions, our family was sentenced to a lifetime of loss. My children don't understand the permanence of death, Irene Sakos added. They were trying to figure out ways to bring him back somehow. Our son wanted me to get him a big kite so he could fly it high in the sky so he could, so his daddy could grab onto it and bring him back. He cried daily because daddy would never hold him again. He was only three years old. Our six-year-old daughter, is daddy's girl, she said. At night, she would pray and promise to be very good if only he would bring her daddy back. Sakos, a 43-year-old dad of two young kids, was investigating an accident on the Long Island Expressway around 2 in the morning on April 27, 2021, when Beauvais allegedly slammed into him. Allegedly. I think we know that, okay? We can take the allegedly out leaving his body battered on the road as she drove off in her damaged 2013 Volkswagen. At Beauvais' trial in October, prosecutors gave a gruesome description of the fatal injuries. His organs and bones were crushed, the assistant DA told the jury. His leg was amputated. He landed 171 feet from impact. She left him there on the side of the road to die without his leg. Beauvais, 34, was high on drugs and had a blood alcohol Content level of 0.15, nearly twice the legal limit, when she hit Sakos, a 14-year veteran of the NYPD at the time of his death. Just hours before the tragedy, Beauvais was on a live podcast posted on Facebook that showed her downing drinks, including guzzling several shots while going off on an anti-cop rant. That's just, how about those kids? How about those kids wanting their daddy back? Well, I think justice was done, um, and her family is paying a big price, too. Rest in peace, Officer Sakos. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Actually, we have to do the calls now at the bottom of the hour. New little programming uh, trickery. Uh, but I love it. Eleanor, hello. Yes, hello, 
Greg, I just wanted to remark on Nikki Haley's comment about having to go through the cuts and the bruises in order to uh, receive the blessing. Yeah, right. I I find it every time I hear it so off-putting. It's 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 as though it's her personal quest to receive the perks and the benefits of being a president rather than what she can do for the country. I find it very selfish. Very Thank good you. point. Very good point. Yeah, it's uh, it's her journey. What about service? The bl- and by the way, the blessing. She's she's getting all the blessing right now. She's having the time of her life. That silly bus. Like you know, she thinks like she's a rock star. You know, people actually putting her on live television and listening to her. I mean, this is a very mediocre person. And she's very strange and very, very full of herself. You know, I read her autobiography. The first chapter is about how smart she is. And you know you know how she knows she's so smart? Because she went from the first grade to the second grade. <laughs> I mean, that, that's why she's, right, she's gifted and talented and better than, than everybody else. Oh, and um, she looks different. So, therefore... That makes her kind of superior too. Her silly story. She also is a little bit uh, misogynistic, don't you think? The fellas, you, the I, fellas, I, I, the fellas, the fellas. I beat all the fellas. Yes, there's so many things. Even if she's so intelligent, she should shut up for a moment. And and I I can I'm just I can't stand her speaking. All right. Well, don't worry. I don't think we're going to have to deal with her for all that much longer. I hope. Uh, Pamela, hello. Um. When you own a uh, working dog, I can imagine what's going on in that household, the White House, if it's anything like what's going on in the country. Those dogs need calm, organized people who understand that you must train and keep an atmosphere of calmness and let the dog know that you're the alpha dog. They have to know that. And you don't have to do it with any beatings or, or, or any kind of horrible uh, actions. No beatings? Through management, management. And obviously, if the country isn't being managed, how do you think, what do you think is going on in that household? Hold on. You just and said something knows. fascinating. So since there's no alpha dog in the house, the dogs think they're the alpha dog. The dogs think the dogs don't respect the owner. Is that what you're saying? You got it. Damn. You got it. Oh, man, that's it. something else. That's one of the reasons why they're out of hand, because nobody is actually, you know, putting them in their place. Hey, I'm top dog here. This is my house. You know, if I owned a German Shepherd, they would know that I'm the boss. I would love them. I would play with them. I would oh, I would pet them so much. But they would know I'm the boss, and they are not getting that vibe from Joe. Well, I had a German Shepherd collie mix when I was a kid, and he had been uh sort of uh you know not treated well by his first owner that's why my dog my dad took him in and he respected my father first you know the man of the house it was just the way it was and and you know what i don't know home. if you realize this but i was globally cyberbullied because i noticed some odd things about joe biden's dog very early on in february of 2021 and people went so nuts Newsmax host Greg Kelly and a guest on his show on Friday went after the appearance of President Joe Biden's dog, Champ, prompting a wave of criticism and ridicule on Twitter and beyond. Kelly said that Champ, a German shepherd, looks like he's from the junkyard. Now, I did say that. I did say that. Did you see the dog? 
Kelly said, I want to show you something I noticed. Doesn't he look a little rough? I love dogs, but this dog needs a bath and a comb and all kinds of love and care. I've never seen a dog in the White House like this. I remember Buddy. I remember Millie. I remember lots of dogs, but not a dog who seems, I don't know, I don't know how much love and care he is getting. The dog looks like, I'm sorry, it looks like he's from the junkyard. Kelly then turned to his guests, including presidential historian and Reagan biographer Craig Shirley, asking for their thoughts on Biden's dog. Shirley said Champ looks like a dirty and disheveled and unlike a presidential dog. The segment and Shirley's comments on Champ generated quite a stir on social media, with many questioning why Newsmax uh, brought historians on and discussed the appearance of the president's dog. Because, well, it was a Friday night and it was interesting. It was a brand new dog. Everybody did all kinds of beautiful features about Buddy and about Millie and about uh, Socks the Cat. Anybody remember that? Socks the Cat. So uh, this was an issue. So everybody is making fun of me all over the world and attacking me and saying that I'm a dog hater, even though I said out loud that I love that dog. I just he wasn't even wearing a dog collar. So. No kidding. I had a bit of a crisis on my hands. Everybody was losing it. And, uh, you know, then they were like, sponsors were getting upset. And uh, so I had to put out a statement. You want to hear my statement? It's pretty good, actually. I put out a statement to shut everybody up. Now, what did the, uh, what did the people say I should do? What did the crisis communications people say I should do? They said I should apologize. Apologize and move on. Say everybody you don't mean it. So I put out a big statement. Statement from Greg Kelly regarding Joe Biden's dogs. That dog was mistreated, not by me, but by Joe Biden. As we have all seen, Joe Biden has been very, shall we say, touchy with people to whom he has little or no relationship. If Joe touches and feels and gropes people he does not know, who knows what he would do with a dog that he actually owns? In November, we learned that his inappropriate behavior extends to dogs, and the entire world heard that champ was grabbed by its tail during a mysterious incident in the alley on the second floor of Joe Biden's Delaware mansion. I call on Joe Biden to refrain from grabbing the tail of any dog. Also, regardless, this is what's called doubling down. Also, regardless of age, all dogs deserve love, care, and grooming. Champ has been observed not even wearing a dog collar. A spa day gift certificate for the Biden dogs at the Masterpiece Canine Spa in downtown Washington, D.C. is being arranged. I didn't want to drag the spa into any kind of political situation, so a third party is making the arrangements. Just bring the dogs in where they will be instantly recognized because these dogs have been more active and visible since getting to the White House than Joe Biden. Sincerely, Greg Kelly. And everybody went even more nuts. But that's how you play it online. That's what has to be done. All right. Far more important stuff. How many people are getting into this country illegally? The numbers are off the charts. Hey, I can take it. I mean, it makes a little bit of sense. People coming from Colombia, people coming from Venezuela, people coming from Panama. I don't like it. I don't like that they're coming here illegally. You want to come here? Come legally. That's great. But all these folks. But the weirdest part is China. So many people coming here illegally from China. Have you seen the numbers? It is the second, right after Mexico, it is the second highest country providing illegal migrants. Gordon Chang has warned about this. There is, he believes, an effort to sabotage America. What's happening with your phone right now? Does your phone work? You know that AT&T 
has reported massive outages throughout the country. It's affected my phone. I couldn't make calls. I wasn't getting calls. I was texting people, and instead of it going blue, it would go green. Very strange. Very strange indeed. Um, Fox 5, our mayor. What the hell is he doing about it? Cut 10. Mayor Eric Adams facing tough questions on what he's doing to fix the migrant situation as there's been another clash between migrants and NYPD officers. Good day, New York's Lizette Nunez with the latest. Lizette? The mayor says that past administrations have placed limits on how the city can interact with ICE, but given these recent violent attacks against police officers, well, the mayor wants to do more about this and also make sure that those individuals are taken off New York City streets. This video posted on TikTok shows migrants throwing items at police officers inside the Randall's Island tent shelter. Investigators say last week there was an argument between a migrant and security guard. Officers attempted to remove the migrant, and that's when objects were thrown at officers. The mayor was also asked questions about the controversial prepaid debit card plan for 500 migrant families. The city issued a $53 million no-bid contract to a firm to help administer this pilot program the mayor says all right shut up i can't handle it too many blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, the mayor is failing abysmally we all see that this contract deal though could ultimately be his undoing 53 million dollars to some fly-by-night company they get 53 million just for handing out the debit cards to the illegal migrants and the ultimate price tag according to the manhattan institute could come to 10 billion dollars this guy, you think he was there for public service? Who's going to pay for those nice suits, right? Someone's got to pay for those nice suits and the mortgage on his apartment in New Jersey. Okay, Jersey boy. Um, all right, we have to do one more thing. Is Donald Trump going to have to uh, come up with $355 million by the end of this month or the end of next month? This is uh, Haba, one of the attorneys on the Sid Show, Cut 13. The president grabbed the phone and jumped on with me. And talked to me for about five minutes, and he was in a great mood. Now, this, you have to understand, you know this. All right. Like an this. hour before the judge came down with that ruling, he knew that. He knew that. Yet he's on the phone with me on Friday, yucking it up and having a great time. Uh, it's uh, unbelievable. I mean, he really is a, a fierce fighter. He's passionate and resilient, right? Like, he does it, and he really, truly is happy. He's okay. You know, I think that's the thing. They want to break his spirit. Um, it's not going to happen. Their world would be better if they didn't have somebody who was going to come in and hold people accountable. And that's what this is really all about. It's not about real estate. It's not about defamation. It's not about any of that. They're trying to hit him from all angles, all sides. And it's just, uh, just not working. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, looks like he has more than enough money to handle this bill. Uh, it just is not clear if it's going to happen by the end of this month or the end of next month. Um, he's going to be fine. He's going to overtake this stuff. And the um, the powers that be, why they're so desperate is retribution is probably going to be a bit more than success. Okay? It's going to be a bit more than success. It's going to be terminations. It's going to be firings. It's going to be investigations. And it's going to be canceling. It's probably going to be canceling the FBI. Five years ago, I would have thought, oh, my God, how could we even consider such a thing? But no, we still need federal law enforcement, but we need benevolent 
federal law enforcement. That stays the hell out of politics. That is not happening right now. They're trying the Russia stunt all over again. We cannot let them get away with it. Be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, uh, you know about Mitch McConnell, right? Mitch McConnell, the American people. He is a real strange uh, cat, uh, totally uh, without principle, it seems. Um, just about the swamp, just about power, just about personal wealth, and uh, was there to trip up Trump every step of the way. He's married to somebody I see as a perfectly nice person. It's a little bit, uh, it gets a little bit sticky when you think about her family over there in China. And uh, I mean, her family, like like billionaires in China. Anyway, I'm talking about Elaine Chow. Elaine Chow, who was the secretary of... What was she again? Secretary of Transportation. She was a secretary of labor under Bush. Look, she's the wife of Mitch McConnell. So presidents hook her up with these great big cushy jobs. Um, Elaine Coco Chow, Trump once called her. Nothing racist about that. He gives people nicknames. What's the problem? Like Coco Chanel. I met Elaine Chow once at a party. Perfectly nice woman. I met her sister. A particularly nice woman, just very kind and gentle and and open and curious. I just thought she was great. Elaine died uh, about 10 days ago in Texas in a very odd car accident. A, she was by herself in a car, 50 years old, and the car went into a pond somehow. Now, what the hell happened? <laughs> This doesn't happen to people who are healthy. They don't accidentally drive into ponds. And this woman was married to a very wealthy man, had a four-year-old at home. No one's saying anything about this. This is not suicide. This is crazy. Is it? Is it? Is it homicide? Well, we haven't really even begun to find out what the hell happened. Uh, There are, and I've been looking at things online, and you say, well, that's just an Internet rumor. Oh, yeah? I'm not so sure. Uh, some of the best, some of the biggest truths of our generation started as Internet rumors. All right. Like the uh, COVID-19 coming from a lab in Wuhan. Oh, no, it didn't come from a lab. It came from a Chinese delicatessen downtown. No, it came from the Wuhan lab. I learned that on Facebook in March of 2020. I retweeted it. I reposted it. And I found myself shadow banned. I found myself. Anyway, did the communists order this woman taken out it's a real possibility everything is on the table when it comes to the communists and there are some very smart people out there in the know taking a look at this they're noticing that we don't have much in the way of information it's barely been reported here you know who is reporting it like crazy china it's all over the chinese media all over the Chinese media. Uh, I've been tipped off to this by uh, actually, you know, you meet some really interesting people online. There are some smart people out there. Um, Instagram, people are making lots of money on Instagram. Uh, so, so what do we have here? Uh, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> Salvina uh, has been all over this story from the very beginning. Something is up. This 50-year-old women don't die in single-car accidents in a pond in the middle of Texas and leave behind a four-year-old. I'd like to know a bit more information. Wouldn't you? Did Mitch get out of line? 
Mitch seems owned by the Chinese. A lot of people, a lot of us are very skeptical of of where his loyalties are. Um, something to keep an eye on. Uh, my sympathies to the um, to the family, to Elaine Chow. You know, she is a swamp dweller, but uh, swamp dwellers, they're, you know, some of them are good people. They just aren't as enlightened as us, okay? And uh, some of them are not as uh, devoted to the Constitution. It's true. They they find the institutions of Washington somehow more important than the Constitution. Like that nitwit we talked about the other day uh, from Wisconsin. He um, he came forward and said, he's a Republican. I am not for Donald Trump because he has, uh, we need somebody to restore faith in our institutions. Why? Maybe our institutions aren't worthy of, of faith. You think we, we should have faith right now in the leadership of the military? It's been documented how much they've lied to us. What about the leadership of the Department of Justice? And, you know, they try to make it that we are somehow not patriotic or we're un-American for questioning public officials. You're supposed to do that. That's the essence of democracy. That is, that is what it's all about, people. All right. Leaving that aside. De Blasio was hassled, and I thought it was really, really great. This man walking along with his little knapsack and his little uh, smoothie on his way to go to the gym. That's one thing he's been able to do. Keep the weight off. Keep the weight off. Well, that's these guys don't have that much to do. Even when he was mayor, remember, driving all the way to the gym? Well, it uh, doesn't happen very often, but this is good. Got, got it thrown right in his face. Cut 15. Hey. Hey. How's it going, man? Thanks for f***ing up the city. Have a nice day, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> He thought he was showing up for a friendly selfie with the guy. And uh, what did he say? Thanks for what? Thanks for what? 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 Hey. Hey. How's it going, man? Thanks for f***ing up the city. Have a nice day, buddy. Yeah, All right. Beat it. Beat it. One more before we take uh, Jim. You're in center reach. Hello. Hello, Greg. Jim Burke. I got a hypothetical about a trans situation. Um, bear with me. I won't take too long. Six foot one, 170 pound trans player injured three girls in the first half of a basketball game. Oh yeah. I saw this. It was in the news. Let me finish this. This is hypothetical. I, this is no, all, let me finish not, this. Just get to it. What to give me the hypothetical. The hypothetical is there is a way to get back at, if you want to call it that a player, a bully, whether it's a guy or a girl, it's very easy. Yeah, the foul them. Work. Foul them. Foul them. Not a, how, Greg? Tell me how. Tell me know. what you can do to put them out of the game or cause a fight and it gets thrown out of the game. Now, this is what this is what I was taught to do back at Marquette. We took people out of a game and sometimes cost me. What you do is you let them take a layup. You lose the ball at half court. You let the six-footer go in for a layup, and you submarine them. You yeah. don't do that in basketball. You don't do it. Well, but I know. And then do. you get kicked out. I saw it once in the great Santini. Hey, uh, you know, that's a great strategy once the transgenders are on the court playing basketball with you. I'm more, you know, how the hell do we keep them off the court? How do we keep them away from the girls to begin with? And how do we keep the creeps out of the locker room as well? That's an interesting little technique. You should blog about it. You should put people on notice. Uh, but if you take one of these people out, Guess what? Just because they're out of the game, it doesn't mean they're going to not punch a girl in the face. Right, Jim? Right? Yes. Exactly a lot of things could happen then next. I, I don't know, Jim. Sounds like you want to provoke something. I don't think that's the way to go. I want to keep the dudes, the dudes out of the court, out of the pool, Leah Thomas, right? Off the monkey bars, you name it.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 